You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Just a reminder, uh, he will be at Book Inns in Ridgewood, New Jersey at 2 o'clock today. So make sure you head out. And that book seems uh, really, really interesting. Uh, I'm, I am I would love to read it. Got your number. So make sure you head out. All right. Uh, let's talk some NBA. We got Moke Hamilton, who's going to be joining us uh, in about 10 to 15 minutes. Excited to get him on as the Knicks and the Nets are back in action uh, later on this afternoon. Uh, also, we've got Bill Barnwell, who's going to be joining us on the show, talk some NFL. I want to do a deeper dive into the discussion I had with Greeny in regard to the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, along uh, with Bill Barnwell, because uh, he's got his finger on the pulse of the league better than most. Uh, Nick Ferdell is going to join us as well. He's been traveling out there around the NBA as we're just many teams uh, four or five games away from the postseason, uh, which kicks off April 15th and April 16th. Uh, and uh, and still a lot more coming your way with you until 1230 this afternoon, heading into our Rangers pregame show and the Rangers Capitals game. You'll be able to hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. So last night, what happened? Only two games on the NBA slate. The Heat took care of the Mavericks, 129 to 122. If you listened to the show yesterday, I told you that I did like the Heat. I was going to lay the one point. That's all they were favored by. Uh, Jimmy Butler, 35 points, 12 assists. Luka had 42 points, 10 rebounds, was only two assists away from a triple-double, but still lost to the Miami Heat. The trade with Kyrie, no bueno. I'm telling you. Uh, what happened? Here, here's what I think happened with Dallas. They went in, but they didn't go all in. What do they? What do I mean by that? All right, they made the deal and they gave away a ton of defensive, very good Dinwiddie. Like they gave away really good defensive players, which made the Mavs a more balanced team on both sides of the court. Uh, but did not use their draft capital to replace that after getting Kyrie. So the Mavs went in. But they didn't go all in, which I don't understand because now you're talking about getting Kyrie for, you know, less than a season in in hopes to try to win a championship and you gave away so much. There's no guarantee that he's going to re-up with you. In fact, there's, you know, been reports that he wants to go to L.A. and play with LeBron James. So you go in, but you don't go all in. I feel that's where the Mavs went wrong here. So uh, they do lose to the Heat, one twenty nine to one twenty two, and then um, and then also if you again if you listen to the show last night yesterday, I love the Pelicans. I was laying the points with the Pelicans as well going up against the Clippers, and sure enough they won one twenty two to one fourteen. Uh, Brandon Ingram thirty six points, uh, eight eight assists. Kawhi Leonard put up forty points. No PG. Paul George is still out. So really, uh, the Clippers live and die uh, on Kawhi Leonard. I just feel like him and Russell Westbrook have to bring their A plus 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 game in order for the Clippers to win. And uh, if they don't, uh, well, then this is the result. 
So the Pelicans did win 122 to 114. Again, if you listened to the show yesterday, I gave you those two winners. So 2-0 and yesterday. Can I keep it up and continue with some winners today? We'll see. Only time will tell. Let's take a look at the standings really quick. In the East, uh, the Bucks still with that number one seed, and they've got a one-and-a-half game lead over Boston. Uh, and I do believe it, Boston has been really hot. They've won two straight. I get it. But I do believe the Bucks end up with the number one seed. Boston with the two seed. Philadelphia sitting there with the third seed. They are two-and-a-half games back to, um, to the Celtics. I don't believe they catch them. They've won two straight, but Celtics have been hot as well. So I believe in the East, this is how we're gonna this is this is how I think it's it's gonna lay out. Bucks, Celtics, 76ers, and of course, now you, you've got the Cavs. Uh they've lost two in a row. Uh, their last, uh, of course, the Knicks last game was against the Cavs, and they won, which was uber, uber impressive, right? 130 to 116. Uh, Brunson was just a man possessed, 48 points, a career high for him. So uh, nice to see him kind of getting back into form as we're just, like I said, two weeks away, right? Two weeks, the 15th and the 16th of April uh, of the postseason starting. So, um, and uh, with the Knicks and where they they sit right now, I don't believe that they're going to be able to catch the Cleveland Cavaliers. So uh, the Knicks, six o'clock tonight is tip off. They're taking on the Washington Wizards. Their remaining schedule They're in Indianapolis Friday. They're in New Orleans. New Orleans, like I said, they just beat the Clippers. They are hot right now and a lot of motivation for them in regard to uh, the postseason and and A, getting in, B, or improving their their standing. And then the Knicks in the season at home against the Pacers. So can the Knicks go 4-0? Yeah, they can. But what about Cleveland? Uh, They've got an even easier schedule. So they're going up against the Pacers today. And then they head down to Florida, and they have uh, two games in Orlando on Tuesday and Thursday night. Orlando has been better than I thought they would be this season, uh, but still a team that I think Cleveland can handle um, easily. And then Sunday, they finish the season at home against Charlotte. So not that the Knicks have a difficult schedule their last four remaining games, because they don't, but Cleveland a little bit easier. So I do believe in the East, the Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, Cleveland with the fourth seed, the Knicks with the fifth seed. And then what happens with the sixth seed and the Nets? They've got a uh, one and a half game lead up on that sixth seed against the Miami Heat. But like I said, Miami Heat, they won yesterday. Uh, this is a, a Nets team as well. They're going to be in action uh, later on this evening. So uh, following the Miami Heat, you've got Atlanta, the Raptors, and the Bulls. Obviously, all of them will be vying and trying to compete for that play-in. So that's where the East is sitting right now. In regard to the West, the Denver Nuggets, uh, they've lost two. So now uh, Memphis is just two games behind them to uh, try to unseat them and get that number one seed. I don't believe that's what happens. I do believe that the Denver Nuggets will end up with the number one seed. Memphis uh, is uh, in the two spot. The Sacramento Kings are two games behind Memphis. So I do believe that that's how we will see the one, two, and three. What's really going to be interesting, guys, is the Phoenix Suns are sitting with the fourth seed. They've got a one and a half game lead up on the Golden State Warriors. And the, so you got the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers. You imagine first round matchup 
in the postseason with the Suns going up against the Golden State Warriors. A healthy Suns team with KD going up against his former team and the Golden State Warriors and, and Curry. I'll tell How you, about that? I tell you what, that would be pretty interesting, Anita. Like, to be honest, I don't think it's anything none of us would have none of us would have expected at the beginning of the year, especially considering we all thought Kyrie and KD and all them would gel. Well, not really gel in Brooklyn because ne- they never really did. But the point is that we thought maybe things would play out a little bit differently and maybe the Suns would be a top seed in the West or the Warriors would uh, going for the title again. But things just changed. The West is a lot weaker than it used to be, especially considering just year to year from last year to this year. Absolutely. And, and the, the next few games, it's, it's really going to be interesting. Because, like I said, the Suns, uh, they've got a a one-and-a-half game lead up on the Golden State Warriors, uh, two games up on the Clippers. I do believe the Phoenix Suns stay in the four. But what happens? The Clippers, like I said, no PG. I think they end up with the six, maybe the seven. Because look at this. You've got the Pelicans. You've got the Lakers. Lakers are only one game back from that sixth spot with the Clippers. The Timberwolves, OKC. Boy, this is going to be uber-competitive. The next four or five games for all these teams in the West that are outside looking into the top six, it's going to be fun. I will tell you that. So uh, what are some of the games that are on the slate for today? Um, The Nets, 3.30, tip-off against the Jazz. And as we know, like I said, 6 o'clock, the Knicks are hosting the Wizards. Uh, We get back, one of my favorite humans on the planet. Moke Hamilton will join us. Let's do a deeper dive into this Knicks team and what our realistic expectations are for them heading into the postseason without Julius Randle, healthy right now, expected to be back by April 15th, 16th. We'll dive into that next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, Moe Hamilton joining us now as he does each and every Sunday here on 98.7 ESPN, especially uh, obviously through the NBA season and as we embark getting closer and closer to the NBA playoffs. Moe, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Sunday fun day, right? That's what what we call it around here. Yeah, we're doing Sunday fun day, boo. Sunday fun day. Let's get into it. The Knicks, 130 to 116 against the Cavs. Granted, no Jarrett Allen which uh, I think did play a role. I think a lot of Knicks fans are like, ah, oh, man, we kicked their butts. We got this. We got that first round series in the playoffs against the Cavs. Slow your roll. 
Donovan Mitchell put up 42 points. Uh, Jared Allen uh, did not play because of a groin issue with Allen and Mobley in the paint. It's a much different defense. Uh, but I still, listen, I, I think this Knicks team can compete, can contend. I think it's going to be a fun series. I just don't know if the Knicks are going to be that dominant each and every time they take the court against the Cavs. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely a fair assessment. You know, you and I have been talking about this for a few weeks now, and it's it's been trending towards them locking horns with the Cavaliers in the first round. You know, obviously the Knicks had to do their part and win some games. You know, we, we talked a little bit about the the road games and about some of the tough opponents and, you know, by virtue of just what's happened around them, and especially with the win over the Heat uh, this past Wednesday, you know, that, that has really put the Knicks in a pretty good situation. Um, I think the Cavaliers are not a bad first-round matchup for them, but I do think things would look a bit different if both teams were at full strength. You know, if Juli- when Julius Randle is on the court, sometimes the Knicks kind of watch him a little bit. You know, they feature him a lot in the half court, so they play much slower. And that might actually work to the Cavaliers' advantage. So when the teams are full strength, I think things would look a little different. But for right now, you know, the magic number for clinching a, a playoff berth for the Knicks is one. And, uh, you know, I think I think the Knicks are, are, are well within their right to kind of pound their chest a little bit and be proud of where they are right now at this point in time. And they'll have an opportunity to, to clinch a playoff berth as early as tonight when they uh, play against the Washington Wizards. So, so definitely exciting pass. Yeah, there, there's their schedule, the remaining regular season schedule, not too daunting, uh, right? Against Washington tonight, 6 o'clock is tip-off. Uh, Wednesday at Indy, Friday at New Orleans, Sunday they finish the regular season at home against the Pacers. Nothing too extraordinary. Uh, I, I guess my question to you is, Julius Randle, him being on the shelf, expected two weeks, they'll reevaluate. Uh, that puts us around the April 15th, April 16th timeline where the postseason begins. Uh, how, about, how much of a concern do you have right now that, you know, let's say they reevaluate Julius Randle and say, okay, well, he, he's, he's going to be ready to come back for the postseason, but you know, keep in mind, you know, he's, he will have been on the shelf for a few weeks. So it's going to take a minute for, to get that engine revving again. Uh, and, and with against a, a, a real good opponent in that Cavs first series. So this, this Julius Randle injury scale of one to 10, how concerned are you, Moke? I, I, I'd, I'd be concerned. You know, I would definitely be concerned. And uh, let's see, scale of one to 10. I mean, I guess I would probably put it at a, at a seven or eight. Just because, I guess a couple of reasons, but the main one is that Julius has obviously been playing so well this season, you know, and when guys are playing well and when they're cooking and when they're in rhythm, you don't really like to see that disrupted, you know what I mean? Um, And that obviously is the case here with him. Aside from that, kind of like what you said, Anita, most of the time when guys are on the shelf for a bit, you know, for as little as a week sometimes, definitely two weeks and, and upward, there's usually a bit of an adjustment period when they come back. You know, they fall out of rhythm usually, and, and there's nothing like game action, right? So you can have all the practices that you want, but nothing replicates that same feel of running up and down the hardwood and seeing an opposing team. So guys typically need at least a couple of games to get back to where they were before they went on the shelf. And in the playoffs, you don't really have that, you know? So I think 
in an ideal scenario, if you were the Knicks, maybe you would have preferred Julius to get hurt a week earlier, you know, just so he could have come back with maybe at least three or four games to go in the regular, I should say, you know, two or three games to go in the regular season, just to kind of get some win back before the games actually mattered. Um, that said, you know, the Knicks probably are somewhat fortunate that they should get him back for their first round playoff matchup. And at that point, it's just a matter of him getting the reps and busting off whatever, what, whatever rust accrues and uh, getting back to being, being his normal self. So it might take a game or two, but I think they've proven that they have a deep team that's capable of sort of pulling Julius with them when he's not playing well. So uh, I think they'll be okay. Again, I think, I think the Cavaliers are, are a pretty good first-round matchup for them, and you know they, they should feel confident heading into that series, even if Julius is not necessarily functioning at 100%. So again, the Knicks taking on the Wizards six o'clock this evening is tip off at the Garden, uh, but the Nets in action as well. They are home against the Jazz and taking a look at the standings right now, uh, the Nets sitting there holding on desperately, Moke, to that number six spot in the postseason. They've got a, a game and a half lead up on the Miami Heat, who won yesterday uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. So a very impressive win for them. But nonetheless, your your thoughts on this Nets team? Listen, I, I I like the nucleus. Obviously, they're missing one or two star players to really take them over the hump. Um, I love Cam Johnson; just doesn't play defense. Uh, but your your thoughts on this Nets team? Do you feel they hold on to this number six spot? I I think I mean look, I think they got a shot to do it. You know, I think I think they have a chance to do it. And I, I will say, Anita, overall, you know, obviously, like, with the Knicks playing well and then with Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant getting traded, it kind of like, you know, we don't re- – we, we probably don't talk about the Nets as much as we should. And I don't mean necessarily here on this program. I mean just across the board in the city, you know. But, I mean, what this team has managed to do and how they've managed to keep it better and, and just the growth and progression of, of Mikel Bridges as uh, – as a go-to guy, you know, it's actually been somewhat inspiring to watch. You know, you look up all of a sudden the Nets have won three of four, including a huge win over Miami. And at this point now, as we basically head into the, the final week of the regular season, you know, they, they have the two games in the loss column. And if you're, you're a playoff team in the NBA, you know, now your goal really is to stick in sixth place because that's where you sort of get the guaranteed playoff spot. Uh, that said, you know, the Nets do have some pretty tough games coming down the pike. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, they have Utah. Uh, they have Minnesota. They end the season against the Sixers. Whether or not the Sixers have anything to play for remains to be seen. But, you know, if they, if they can win even two of these final five games, which I think they will, then I think they'll be in a good situation considering they have Miami by two games in the loss column. So, shouts to Brooklyn. You know, shouts to Nets fans. I know that Things this season haven't really worked out the way they would have wanted to, but you know, I don't. I don't really think they should be hanging their heads. I think that the Nets actually have a bit of a future right now, and you could probably even argue and say that they have a better future than they did when they did have an aging Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who it was just a lightning rod for controversy. You know, so yeah, yeah. Shouts, shouts to the Nets. I think they end up holding on to that sixty to answer your question. 
Before we let you go, Moke, let's take a look at what's going on in the West. Nuggets at one, Memphis at two, Sacramento at three, the Phoenix Suns at four. They've got a one and a half game lead over the Golden State Warriors, two game lead over the Clippers, which I find really interesting. Uh, on their coattails, trying to get in, the Pelicans, the Lakers, the T-Wolves, OKC. This is going to be a fun uh, week plus to see how that oh, all really? plays out. I do believe the Suns mm-hmm. it, keep, keep the four, especially since KD's back. But man, Mo, can you imagine a first round matchup between the Suns and the Golden State Warriors? I'm keeping my fingers crossed for it. That's what we call that. I need an appointment TV. That's like appointment TV right there, man. But yeah, I mean, not only that, though, like, like at the bottom of the bracket, you know, the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans pulled out a big win against the Clippers last night. Those guys are playing great basketball. Brandon Ingram has been playing out of his mind. And they might be getting Zion, you know, they might be getting Zion back, right? So if they have to play the Grizzlies in the first round, which is the way it would be if the seeds, if the chalk held, I mean, I, I would sign up for that, you know. And then the Lakers right now sit in the eighth, and obviously we've been talking about whether the Lakers will even get in a lot over the past couple of months, and they're playing well. They got LeBron back, and I mean, I don't know if there's a scarier eighth seed than the Lakers, you know, and the fact that they would go up against the Nuggets in the first round, I think that, um, again, if the seeds held, because the Lakers could also get in that seventh, I mean, so many things are still to be determined, but yes, the, the last week of the regular season, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be incredibly dramatic, a lot of seeds still up for grabs in the Western Conference, and there's probably going to be at least one or two teams that we thought were good enough to get in that end up being home like you and me watching on our couches. Um, also, real quick, keep an eye on the Mavericks if you're a Knicks fan. The Knicks have the Mavericks draft pick, but it's top 10 protected. So if the Mavericks end up not making the playoffs or if they end up with the 10th or worst uh, odds going into, in, into the, the offseason, then the Mavericks are going to keep their draft pick. So uh, a little thing to keep an eye on if you're a Knicks fan as well, how the Mavericks end up faring over the final week of the season and whether they get in or not. Interesting. I mean, just we are being, this is a huge tease right now that we very well could see a Denver Nuggets-Lakers first-round matchup along with a Phoenix Suns-Golden State Warriors first-round matchup in the NBA. Wow. Sign me up, man. Sign me up. Moke, you rock. Great to have you on as always, my friend. So appreciate our time with you. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day. Thanks a lot. You too. You got it. Mo Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Mitch, Spike, I see you guys. You want to talk about the Knicks? I'll get you on. 800-919-3776. We come back, we'll take your calls. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday fun day here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tom and Joe, who are producing the show, in the break, we were talking about just the weather. It's just, it just looks gorgeous outside my window right now. Uh, yesterday, I got done with the show. Uh, the rainy weather was gone. I went to the dog park. I spent like two hours at the dog park. Um, and so we're talking, and, and Tom mentioned the tornado warnings uh, that were in effect for some areas in New Jersey. And we were talking about how they just ravaged uh, the Midwest, you know, out there, Oklahoma, Arkansas, those areas. So prayers go out to everybody out there. And I just, I said, you know, I don't, when I look at those, when, I, when I'm watching, you know, whatever media, CNN, you know, MSNBC, Fox, whatever, uh, and you see those, the, the photographs and the footage of, you know, all that happens, I can't help but think of pets, you know, like, I, and, but we don't talk about it. Right. Uh, you know, obviously human life more important than a pet. Okay. Uh, and in the life of an animal, uh, absolutely a hundred percent, not denying that, but me, I just, I can't like, I see that and I'm like, Oh my God, how many, you know, how many dogs lost their lives? How many cats lost their lives? I don't know. That's, that's where, that's where my brain goes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so there's that. All right. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Mitch. And East Windsor, he wants to talk about the Knicks. Uh, Mitch, welcome in. Good morning. How you doing, Anita? I agree with you. I think they should make shelters bigger. There should be no excuse for putting these poor babies down. But anyway, um, Knicks and Clippers, I think the injury, I thought they could make good runs. Been a pleasant surprise, especially with the Knicks. Clippers, uh, you know, have had more injuries. Randall down, it's kind of worrisome. Um, do you think dog horses could be the Sixers and B staying healthy? And the uh, the Anthony uh, Melton being a good pickup, and with the Kings, I kind of love to see the Kings and the Clippers get to the finals. They've been they've had a great season, first playoff drought. Uh, they ended what in sixteen years. They've got a very good team. Yeah, and listen, the King, the Kings, and, and Mitch, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um, I, listen, the Kings have have been a really great story this season. That's for sure, and they're a team that. Uh, you want to get behind and you want to root for and, and all the things I, I just, I don't, I just, I feel the nuggets. I feel the nuggets in the suns uh, are the two teams that I think are going to be left standing at, at the end of the day. Um, if they don't eliminate each other prior to, uh, to the, uh, the Western conference championship. Those are, those are, those are my two teams. Uh, let's go to spike in St. Pete spike. Welcome in. Hey, good to hear about you got the dog out. Don't start me with the dogs because uh, it's real close with me with human lives and dogs at times. I'm I'm obviously being facetious, but uh, no, I mean, listen, Spike. That was that was my that was my point no. of my conversation with Tom and Joe. I, I, I again, human life more important, but I can't my like where my heart and my mind goes. I see those photos, and I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. what happened to the animals here? Nobody's talking about the animals here. Yeah, I'll anyway. get to my next point. Of course, split second here. Uh, 
the loss of a dog. You only pre- I always tell people because I was a pet sitter for so many years before I moved. And I have one coming at, uh, today for a trial, which will be nice. I'm starting to do this. And again, and um, I'll tell you something. Uh, people say to me, well, a dog doesn't live that long. I said, you only predecease your last dog. I mean, be, be, be a parent to a dog. Just take care of an animal from the shelter, man. It'll make your life. And they don't resist. They just want to be cared for, loved. Anyway, so here we go with the Knicks. Uh, I'm one that believes, and again, I always qualify because I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's just what I'm made of. Uh, Julius Randle's a terrific basketball player. However, when I look at all these advanced statistics, and this is what goes on after every nickname on your station with Larry and Gordon, we break it down. There's a couple of us. We think we know what we're talking about. Julius Randle has a precipitous letdown in the fourth quarter and an even more precipitous total off the rails in the last three minutes. I don't wish him any harm. I just think it's, the ball doesn't stick. You saw the movement in the Cavs game after the two of them went about 85 points, mano a mano. That was fun. But uh, when it came down, and here's a stat, and I know you like to wager, in the last two Knicks fourth quarters against Miami and against Cleveland, they've allowed 14 points. We used to say put it in your pipe and smoke it. I don't think that's uh, correct anymore. But think about that. 14 points against two top teams. Well, not top, but in the middle of the pack. Um, listen, Spike, here, here's the thing when it comes to the Knicks, and, and thanks for your phone call. I appreciate it. Good for you that you rescue um, my my first dog, Billy. I named her after Billy Holiday. I lived in New Orleans for three years. I lived till she was 23 years old. She was with me for 23 years. Um, and that was very, very, very difficult for me, uh, to put her down, uh, because of, of her, her ailments. Uh, but nonetheless, God bless you, Spike. Uh, in regard to the Knicks, here's the thing. Are the Knicks going to win the championship this year? I don't think so. Are they better than the Bucks? No. Are they better than Boston? No. Okay. Um, are they better than the 76ers? Listen, I had Jimmy Patsos on the show the last few weeks, uh, former college basketball head coach, Marist, Siena, um, Loyola, Maryland. He feels that the 76ers are a better matchup for the Heat, for, for the Knicks. He feels that the 76ers are a better matchup for the, for, for the Heat. Why do I, let me get this right. He feels the 76ers are a better matchup for the Knicks, more so than the Cleveland Cavaliers because of the two... Uh, strong, obviously, Jared Allen and Mobley in the paint. So, uh, you know, what what are the Knicks missing? Uh, yeah, Damian Lillard. Well, that would be nice if the Knicks had Damian Lillard. Now are you are, now are you wagering? Are you banking that they're going to win the NBA championship? Yeah, you know what? I put some coin on that. Uh, but at the same time, and and I I talked about this yesterday. I love this Knicks team. I love this Knicks season. They have far surpassed expectation, period. Uh, love, you know, the Brunson edition better than what we anticipated. Don't forget, field a lot of calls of Knicks fans when the Knicks signed Brunson. Oh, they're paying him too much money. I don't think so. You know, hire another Brinks truck. Give him more. Just put up 48 points and help this Knicks team beat the Cavs 130 to 116. Julius Randle playing more in his element style of basketball that best uh, suits and accentuates his his game because of Brunson. The Knicks finally having a legit point guard. 
Mitch Robinson, I think one of the most underrated big men in the NBA, had 14 rebounds against the Cavs. Granted, no Jared Allen. I get it. But even though this Knicks team doesn't have like a bona fide, like I call it an alpha, an alpha dog, like a KD or a LeBron or a Steph Curry, but I like all these parts. I do. And this is a fun Knicks team to get behind. And I do believe they've got a legit chance of beating the Cavs in the first round. I just do. When we get back, uh, we're bringing back a fun segment called Click or Don't Click. A fun way we take our tour around our wide, wide world of sport. We find out what is trending at 10.45 a.m. on this Sunday morning. Also coming your way, Bill Barnwell will join us at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. We'll talk some NFL. Uh, We'll do a deep dive into Rogers Watch. Could this be announced this week? Many people feel that it could be. And Nick Friedel is going to join us. Does a phenomenal job covering the NBA as well. So uh, with you until 1230 this afternoon, heading into your Rangers Capitals game right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is click, 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 or don't. Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not? That's right. It's time for Click or Don't Click, a fun way we take our tour around our wide, wide world of sport, find out what is trending at 1048 a.m. Our producers, Tom and Joe, lead the way with the headlines. And if they are tempting enough for me to say, okay, click, let's find out what's going on. What do you guys got? Well, Anita, I don't know if you heard of a little-known prospect from the New York Yankees named Anthony Volpe. Does that uh, name ring a bell to you at all? It sure does. Are you kidding? Uh, By the way, over 40 steals this season. Uh, He got his second one yesterday. I'm just saying. I've already already gone to the window, baby. Already gone to the window. Listen, I would love to take the over, but it's the Yankees, and I'm never optimistic about my team. (laughs) But at any rate... Anita, did you know that Anthony Volpe got his first career base hit in yesterday's game against the San Francisco Giants? I I did. So obviously, you know, anything Yankees, obviously, especially right about now, um, season just started. I know small sample size, but yes, I would be clicking this. So what else can you tell me? About Volpe. Well, I would love to tell you that Anthony Volpe got his first career hit, and he hit it between uh, the third baseman and the shortstop into the left side of the field. And everybody's comparing him to Derek Jeter and saying he's the Mm -hmm. next coming of him. 
While Derek Jeter's first career hit also so happened to be hit in a near similar spot that Anthony Volpe's was hit, right through the infield. At that, uh, Jeter actually skated by the third baseman, and Volpe skated by Brandon Crawford, the shortstop, yesterday. So that's a nice little gem there. And Anthony Volpe was asked about his first career hit yesterday after the game. It was an awesome moment. I felt like I was battling, so it was good to at least get the bat on the ball and see it go through his bonus. So it was a great moment for um, me in my career, but um, definitely one I won't forget. And Aaron Boone, do you have any insightful analysis that you would like to say about Anthony Volpe's uh, day? Because he had a multi-hit day. Yeah, I mean, more good at-bats from him today. You know, he's in the fight every time up there, and, you know, certainly like where Anthony's at right now. Great stuff, Booney. So, yeah, Anthony Volpe, first career hit, hopefully the first of many. Not going to say he's going to hit over 3,000 like Derek Jeter, because nobody in today's game I don't think is really possibly going to get over 3,000 anytime soon. Unless I'm going to be mistaken, and I'm not thinking of anybody. But regardless, congrats to the kid, Anthony Volpe. Yeah, absolutely. Here's my thing, guys, and, and let's have this discussion, and that is, like, you know, using, you know, comparing him to Derek Jeter at the start of his career and and amazing in regard to, you know, the fact that you would even, if, if I'm Volpe and uh, Volpe and, and I grew up born and raised in, in Manhattan, parents moved to New Jersey, Right, father commuted back and forth. Anesthesiologist would listen to Michael K. Huge sports talk radio fan. Uh, went to Yankee games. Idolized Derek Jeter. Like, to, just for your name to be uh, said in the same sentence in in you know comparing you to such a Yankee great, amazing. But don't you feel that this is a little bit too much pressure to 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 be comparing him to Derek Jeter so early in his career, like? You know, how much pressure do you think now he's putting on himself that so many people are comparing him to Derek Jeter? I mean, you know, Tom, you're just you're I mean, you're 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 pulling you're you're going way back to Jeter's first career hit as well. And and using that analogy, like, don't you think this is a little bit too much pressure for the young man? Honestly, it is, but he's handling himself with such grace that he's already become beloved by Yankee fans, and he he didn't even play a single game up at the big league club, and he was already loved by Yankee fans. Of course, his on-field production would um, reflect that, and so far he's delivered, and yeah, it's a ton of pressure, and I, I, I certainly know there's a lot going on in his head, and people are asking him for interviews and autographs and stuff like that to the point where Aaron Boone had to tell him, no is an okay answer. He told that to the kid um, when he got called up. I mean, everything that I've seen so far, it almost is like the pressure isn't there. Or if it is, he's keeping it contained to himself and we can't see it because he's just going out there and performing as advertised. I just think it's a lot. What else do you guys got? So, Anita, I'm also going to keep it local. It's to our football teams. It's MetLife Stadium gets a new turf after widespread criticism. Click or don't click. Yeah, I'm clicking that because this, this is this is a really, really big topic amongst players in the NFL, and I'll get into that in a second. But just out of curiosity, what, what does it say? So this is by our own Jordan Ronan. He said a new playing surface has been installed at MetLife Stadium where the previous turf had become an object of widespread criticism in recent years. Mm-hmm. While not... Not grass, the new surface is believed to be improved synthetic turf that will decrease the amount of injuries that occur at the home stadium of the Jets and the Giants. 
Yeah. So uh, again, this is this is really a a big concern for a number of players in around the NFL that may deter a number of free agent players to come and play for the Giants or the Jets. And I know we've got some talk and speculation here. Once the deal gets finalized with uh, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers is the second state of affairs uh, bringing Odell Beckham Jr. here. Odell has been very critical in regard to the field in the turf at MetLife Stadium. And he feels that the injuries that he suffered when he was with the Giants were because of the turf. You know, when you look at players go down, non-contact injuries, it's it's a lot of it is because of the turf that they play on. So this is this is huge, not just for the Giants, but for the Jets as well, because now you know a new field, new turf. It is very expensive. This is a big reason why a lot of a lot of teams out there don't do this. Um, I think this is going to open up avenues and opportunities for both these teams to sign free agents who might be more reluctant to not come to New York uh, when and if they had a, a surface that they felt that they were more subject to injury on. So this is huge for both franchises, number one. And number two, don't forget, in four years, uh, MetLife Stadium is going to be hosting the World Cup. So the World Cup is going to be played in a number of different stadiums. Uh, the link down in Philadelphia, MetLife Stadium, San Francisco, like a number, I want to say, I think Chicago. Uh, so there's a number of stadiums in around the United States that are going to be hosting the World Cup. And and they're going, There's there are certain things that they're, Dallas, because I think Jerry is trying to make sure that he gets the championship of the World Cup in Dallas at Jerry Stadium. But they're going to have to change their their dimensions in regard to the field of course to suit the soccer fields that will be needed to play on and all of them are going to have to upgrade their turf so this is this is this is the start of that along with being a, a, other NFL free agents being open to coming to New York so this is this is huge don't take this lightly giants and jets fans don't take it lightly this is huge and it was a lot of money you guys got one more before we take a break one more, and it's a little bit of obscure. It's we're going to the world of tennis, where a tennis umpire was handed a lifetime ban for manipulating mm. scoring. Ooh, okay. I'm curious. I'll click it. Talk to me. A tennis umpire from the Dominican Republic was handed a lifetime ban on Thursday for manipulating scoring in eight, in sixteen tennis matches, where he was, quote. Uh, facilitating and guaranteeing betting wins on specific points, according to the International Tennis Integrity Agency, which is a very interesting acronym. I would say, um, listen, with with the state of gambling and the fact that more and more states are are coming on board, uh, you know, this is this is a huge concern. You know, this is this is one of the things that uh, a number of leagues have to be concerned with right so it i i guess i guess what i'm saying here is it's 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 not surprising it's not surprising who was it who was the nba player who came out this past week and criticized the refs they went up against the golden state warriors and he said blatantly favoring the golden state warriors and he got he got fined who do you do you remember who that was do you know what i'm talking about that's a no. Possibly. Not. Okay, that's a no. Uh, it's uh, I'm 
it, it'll come to, it'll come to me in the break and I'll be like, Oh yeah, that was him. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is one of the things majority of leagues have to, uh, have to be concerned about as more and more states and countries uh, jump on board uh, the gambling um, platform. That's for sure. All right, guys, thank you so much. This is what's trending at 10.57 a.m. We come back. Bill Barnwell will join us. Let's talk some NFL. We haven't really dove into some NFL talk. We are all on Rogers Watch here in New York City. Also, what's going to happen with the Baltimore Ravens and uh, Lamar Jackson? We'll dive into all that with Bill Barnwell next. We'll kick off hour number three here on 98.7 ESPN. 